This is the NTT20 Betting Show. It's sponsored by Betfair. George Alec and myself, Ali Maxwell, making betting picks ahead of an EFL weekend. This show is very strictly for over-18s only. Be gamble-aware. Understand the risks that come with gambling. Uh, I'm Ali. i got George with me. Hello, friend. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, just about okay. Feel. I mean, I've, I was in bed all day yesterday, hence I didn't do any of the four podcasts that I was due to be doing. Um mm. Now I just kind of feel like someone's taken some sandpaper to the back of my mouth, but uh, looking forward to resting and recuperating, and hopefully I can get through the next half an hour. Probably an Australian cricketer, knowing them. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you think it would be? <laughs> sandpaper. Uh, I think lovely Usman Kawaja, maybe, because no, known to be such a nice guy, but you could tell from some of the interviews he gave during and post-Ashes that he... He kind of got quite into all the uh, the bad feeling and the bad blood, I think. But didn't he just take umbrage with the words of a few older MCC members rather than anything inherently cheaty? Right. Like Cameron Bancroft is clearly the one to me, or you know, under the direction of David Warner, which Steve Smith had absolutely no idea about. Can we even call Cameron Bancroft an Australian cricketer these days? Probably not. Hey, once a baggy green, always a baggy green, that's what they say. That is what they say. Uh, well, we had quite a poor... Or poorly, shall I say, last week uh, on the show. Uh, my nap was late in Orient. That was a winner, uh, and it was the only one of the whole show. Uh, an 88th-minute equaliser from Shrewsbury scuppered your Cambridge pick. I feel like Shrewsbury are on your hit list at the moment. They've ruined your last two naps. Uh, Barrow's late, late show at least got you a push in your NB. Um, draw no better away at MK Dons. My next best stock board to nil was a, a loser. Uh, Harrogate's goal was indeed a 30-yard free kick or penalty out of nothing, as predicted. Uh, it was the latter, quite annoying. Cam McGeehan, our double goal scorer, uh, he had the opportunity to smash an indirect free kick from a pass back about six yards out, uh, but that was blocked. Uh, no goals for the centre-backs, show me and Hayden. Uh, Hayden did have one pretty well saved by the Salford keeper. So a poor week overall, thanks to my winning nap. It, it meant that I was only one point down overall. Uh, you were four points down. So we need to do better this weekend. The most throbbingest of dockets come post-international break. So let's dive in. Uh, George, talk to me about your nap, your best bet. So my nap is down in um, League 2 and it's in Gillingham against Knox County but I'm taking a different course of action here where my nap is um, over two and a half goals and both teams to score at five to six. Um, League 2 has been the place to go for goals for the majority of the season and Knox County in particular have been one of the most goal-heavy teams and it's obvious why they're outset, the way that they play, the way they set up, the way that Luke Williams has them um, drilled is a very attacking first policy uh, in their previous um, away games in the league we've seen them get beaten um, 5-4 at Colchester we've also seen them go to Doncaster and win 3-1 away from home BTTS has copped in their last five away games the only outlier from that one being a 2-0 win at, at Salford and generally um, you know off the back of being beaten 4-1 by Mansfield in a game again that was very open where they scored early but then conceded 4 I think they are going to come into this one with a bit of a point to prove against a side who are still amongst the kind of promotion candidates, even if uh, both you know before and after the sacking of Neil Harris, their chances have, have waned since the opening weeks of the season. But the main part of this is is around Gillingham. Um, you know, it's it's a perfect opposition for them to have. But Gillingham under Neil Harris have always been priced up as a kind of zeros and ones side, where you know they would have always been defensive first won a lot of games 1-0 it's been based on a, a strong defensive unit 
and I'm not entirely sure that the market has factored in what has been a very clear and evident change of approach in uh, basically since Harris was sacked. It seems eminently clear that Harris was sacked because of that zeros and one style of play because they looked to um, win games off the back of a strong defensive unit rather than uh, you know following the lead of the likes of Wrexham and Notts County. But anyone who listens to the Monday show will know that after their 4-1 defeat um, last time out, Brad Gallinson, their owner, um, after a 4-1 uh, loss at Walsall, tweeted, it's growing pains, 68% possession, 79% accuracy, 14 shots, we're doing the things we need to do, we'll get there, trust in the process. There you basically have an owner telling you what the process is and that to trust it, and seemingly the process is possession shots. Now, I don't necessarily think Keith Millen is going to be able to take a side that's been built to play a certain way and get them to be a cohesive unit playing this different style, but I can absolutely be sure that he's going to try, and that is what he's been told to do by the person who's currently employing him. And that's probably what the the, uh, the remit is going to be from the person who gets his job on a, on a permanent basis. And if that is the case, I can absolutely see Knox County picking them off with, with ease, naturally given Gillingham's... Um, and if they are set up to attack, they should have some joy going forward as well. We know that Knox County's defence isn't the best. So, you know, I, I think this is, in the market size, Knox County against a fairly solid side. But in reality, I think it could be possibly two of the most attack- attacking sides in the whole league right now going up against each other. And if that was the case, the price would be a lot shorter than it is for BTTS and over two and a half. So I think for the first time ever in the many years we've been doing this podcast, my nap is a goals bet. Let me tell you about Charlton and over 1.5 goals at 11 to 10. They're at home to Reading, uh, 11 to 10, 2.1 with the Betfair Sportsbook. We got against Reading two weeks ago against Leighton Orient. Uh, Orient needed a late winner to win that game, but on balance of play, the way the game played out, a clear dominance uh, from Leighton Orient means that I'm not put off getting against Reading again here. Uh, their away stats are worse than they were when I read them out last time. They've lost all six games this season away from home. Last season, they had the worst away record in the championship. Uh, Three wins, three draws and 17 defeats. So they've lost 23 of 29 away uh, since the start of last season in the league. 79% uh, rate of defeat. Uh, This season... The, the teams they've lost to away from home, I wouldn't even say are the division's leading lights with respect. Uh, Orient, uh, Northampton, Port Vale, Exeter, Cambridge uh, and Blackpool, probably the strongest rated team that they've lost to away from home, Blackpool. Um, just really poor defensively, seem to find it incredibly difficult to be as competitive as, in fairness, they have been at home. Uh, they've got a couple of players close to returning. Sam Smith might be seen in a Reading shirt this weekend, maybe off the bench, I guess, to start... Uh, you know, to start his Reading career as he's coming off the back of an injury. But it makes him a tiny bit stronger going forward. But I I still think that this is, uh, you know, all points to Charlton for me. They've scored nine in three at home under Appleton. Uh, Two wins and a draw under him. Unbeaten in five league games, in fact, since Appleton took charge. And, you know, the underlying numbers are are, are good rather than incredible. They, They haven't suddenly started playing like a top two, top four team, I wouldn't say. But, uh more or less as we expected, kind of the way that it looks. Uh, really attacking approach, good attacking players thriving, not that tight defensively. Uh, they've taken the second most shots in the league since Appleton took charge, and I think they're moving in the right direction. And I think that's why you, you hire Appleton, really, to get the most out of a strong 
group of attacking players. Miles Leeburn is back from the injury that ruled him out to start the season and he looks absolutely incredible. Honestly, try and watch some Leeburn highlights from this season and again, the, the leap from last season and the... <laughs> The way that he's playing at his age, um, at just 19, is incredibly exciting. Alfie May has seven goals in his last seven games. Blackett Taylor is, is a real danger off the left as well and scored a screamer last time out. Uh, I, I find it very hard to imagine Reading keeping them at bay. Uh, they've conceded two, three or four in four of their six away games. Reading, uh, sorry, Charlton definitely have a two, three, four goals in them at home in particular. So I'm feeling pretty good about adding the over 1.5 goals here to, to just give it a boost from 1.8. Uh, which isn't a particularly sexy price for the betting show, to, to 2.1, which I'm more comfortable with. So Charlton to win at the Valley against Reading and over 1.5 goals in the game, uh, 11 to 10 with the Betfair Sportsbook. What's your next best? My next best is Wrexham away at Bradford. Double next best. Yeah. Wrexham. Sadly been backed a bit in the do last want, 12 hours. Do you want me to talk about it so you can save your voice or do you want to talk about it? Yeah, right. No, no, you go first. I mean, if I've got anything to follow up with, I'll do so. Okay, George, uh, I am likely to get with Wrexham in any game where they are this price, I think, in League Two, um, based on the fact that I think they are very much among the elite of the division. I think uh, you said on the Monday pod that you'd be very surprised if the top four wasn't uh, four of, or the four that is Notts County, Mansfield, Wrexham, and the league leaders, uh, Stockport, and I agree with that. Um, I do think they're in that chunk. Uh, and, and last time I said really bullish stuff about Wrexham on the betting show, it was for that long shot against Stockport. And they lost that one 5-0. So I'm going to rein it in slightly. But um, suffice to say, I, I, I think Wrexham are strong and probably stronger than their results suggest, uh, which is concerning for the rest of the league, if I'm right. I'm, I'm fairly puzzled by their defensive record, which, of course, is, is poor. Um, it's been a bit better recently. You know, uh, the five goals they conceded on opening day against MK and against Swindon a couple of weeks in are doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to that goals against column. Away from home, they've been pretty tight in their six away games. They've kept clean, three clean sheets, uh, conceded just one in, in two others. It's just that aberration away at Stockport, really, um, that makes it look worse. Up against the Bradford team, uh, Kevin McDonald having picked up two wins uh, as caretaker manager post Mark Hughes, both 1-0 wins against Swindon and Wimbledon. Impressive results on paper. I'm not sure K-Mac is doing anything major here. Um, I've seen it suggested that he's playing a bit more direct, which maybe suits the squad a bit better. I mean, I think that's a good approach against Swindon and worked well. That was a good performance and a decent win against Wimbledon. Clearly, they rode their luck. Uh, Wimbledon missed a, a ton of good chances. And, you know, on balance of play, that, that was not a 1-0 Bradford win. So um, I think if they are playing a little more direct that could actually play into Wrexham's hands a bit I think that will suit the defenders that they have and frankly Wrexham have a pretty good direct style as well and if this is a game between two direct styles I would fancy Wrexham to to be more comfortable with that and and have a better chance of sort of executing that style better that their squad is more suited to it and it's more ingrained in the way that they play under Phil Parkinson and ultimately I think they've got better players uh, Mullin, Palmer, uh, Fletcher, Dalby as a striker unit just means that no defence gets a moment's rest. Uh, Elliot Lee in midfield, one of the division's best players, miles better than the level on this season's showing. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of uh, a, a point where I'd, I'm just going to get with Wrexham in any game where they are this price, outside of games against Stockport, Knotts and uh, Mansfield probably at this stage. So Wrexham are, are my next best. Anything to add? I would just endorse and probably go a bit further in what you said about Kevin McDonald's reign so far, um, where... 
you know, three wins out of three, including the cup game, is obviously good. But it's this seems to me to be like if you ever want to teach someone about new manager bounce and how it realistically may not have much to do with the performances, I think this would be a good case study because they're um, you know if, if you look at the basically any stat, whether it's the XG numbers, whether it's the shot numbers, whatever it is, in both league games that they've won against Swindon and AFC Wimbledon, there's been a case where the opposition have failed to put their chances away and they've taken theirs, especially against Wimbledon where they were second best throughout the game um, and basically took their one big opportunity. So I'm I'm willing to view that as a, as a kind of a false form line. And I think that Wrexham, as you say, should be putting away teams who with that level of performance with, with with kind of some ease and I also just feel more comfortable backing Wrexham away from home where their games just feel way less manic um, so yeah I, I, I'm with you on, on all that you said okay double next best is Wrexham um, remember that uh, not remember I'm here to tell you that uh, with Betfair you can get a completely free acker on football this weekend uh, that means claiming the free bet via the promotions page and you do need to opt in. Uh, then just build a multiple or a bet builder uh, and the free bet will be there in the bet slip. The max free bet varies from one to £10 per customer. Uh, you do need to have minimum odds of 1.5 on minimum one of your legs. Uh, eligibility criteria and T's and C's do apply, so make sure that you read them. Uh, head to the promotions page on the Betfair Sportsbook to claim your free football acca this weekend with the Betfair Sportsbook. Quite excited about my goal scorer uh, George it's Crescencio Somerville of Leeds United uh, 4.5 so that's 7-2 with the Betfair Sportsbook you've written about this game on the 6 fix this morning uh, you think that Norwich are in fairly sloppy form and that Leeds are looking very strong and that Leeds will win this one uh, and I agree with you uh, I think it points towards Leeds and I think it points towards um, quite a tough next couple of days and weeks maybe for David Wagner and, and Norwich um, but the angle I'm going for in this game is a Somerville goal because I think at this stage of the season we've got uh, enough of a sample size in, in sort of data terms that you know, players underperforming their XG means a lot more at this point, I think, than it does after four or five games where it could just be one big chance miss that's inflating the numbers. Uh, and uh, once they start scoring, obviously prices start to go from players. So we've got enough games now to see which players are, are legitimate goal threats that just haven't quite found their um, shooting boots. And I think Somerville is, is standout on this front in the championship, stands out on all the, the shooting metrics, really. Uh, high shot volume, only Broadhead, Whitaker, and Chaplin take more shots per 90 of those uh, that have played seven 90s or more in the championship. He's had five shots in a game in three of his seven league starts. Uh, he's racked up 0.49 XG per 90, which suggests that he's as big a goal threat as Adam Armstrong, Sammy Smodix, Joel Perot, Shea Adams in terms of the shots that he's taking. Clearly, they, they may be better finishers, more natural finishers than Somerville. But crucially, you won't see anything like 7-2 to two for players like that. We know that the fact of someone playing off uh, off the off a wide position or a number 10 position doesn't mean that they can't be as much of a goal threat as a number 9 in the modern championship. You just have to look at the top scorers at the moment to see that. It's people like Smodix uh, and Chaplin, even John Swift is up there uh, at the moment, John Rowe as well. You can be uh, one of the sort of premier goal scorers in a division, uh, even if you're playing uh, off the wide 
uh, off the wing, can't speak today, like Somerville. Uh, Norwich's defensive numbers, very ugly recently. They play quite an open style, a transition game, which I think suits Leeds attackers down to the ground. feels like most of their goals this season have been uh, brutal transition attacks. And I think Somerville uh, is the one to back at 7-2, 4.5 to score any time for Leeds United at Norwich City. Your goal scorer. My goal scorer is Dan Crowley. Um, in the same game we covered earlier in my nap between Gillingham and Notts County. Um, Crowley's, and the price is, I should say, 16-5, to five, so just bigger than 3-1. to one. He scored six goals this season, and unlike Somerville, it's kind of the reverse, where he's not taking particularly many shots, um, but he's scoring a lot of goals, and he's massively overperforming his XG, and normally that would have me wondering um, or, or questioning why you would back someone who's probably going to stop scoring quite soon. But if you kind of dig a little bit deeper, he scored three of his six goals with his head and all three of those goals have been his only headed shots so far this season and if you take those out his other three goals have come from 1.7 xg but you look at the shot locations and where he's basically getting on the end of crosses he seems to from central midfield like an attacking midfield role he seems to have license just to attack the far post when the ball's sent out to the left hand side and i think that is probably given the quality they've got from that side from jody jones and his uh, ball playing and his crossing ability, I think that might be quite a constant source of goals given Crowley's clearly got the movement to um, utilise that. And given what I've already said about Gillingham probably coming into this game with a very attacking mindset, um, I think Notts County are going to have loads of opportunities to score given how good they are and given how, you know, if you play a, anything like a high line against them, they've absolutely got the capabilities to, to carve through you at will. So... You know, for a player who's got six goals this season, it looks like a big price anyway. But given the matchup and the high goal line that I'm anticipating and the method of, of lots of Crowley's goals, I think this could be a game for him. So bigger than three to one anytime, I'm happy to have him in my in my pick. Yes, I'm happy for you to have him in your pick as well. In my pick. My long shot. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I think there's something about doing this on a Friday morning that's slightly scrambled our brains because I'm struggling to string together a sentence. Uh, just as well then that I'm going to be a bit boring and almost uh, copy and paste what I did last week because I'm going to go once more into the breach with Aaron Hayden. Uh, if there are people listening to this who find it really boring and tedious when we back the same thing twice in a week, in, in two weeks, I do apologise. I, I don't actually know how people feel about this, but I always feel a bit bad when I do it. Having said that, with a centre-back goal scorer in particular, when you've backed someone at a price, they've had a great chance, well saved, and then the next week they are um, further out, a longer price. I mean, it just uh, it would be very tough to live with with Hayden scoring this weekend. We both fancy. Do you think we should, we should impose a rule where you can do it two weeks in a row and then after that you can't? Yeah, I think... Just for content purposes. I think non-explicitly I've, I've been doing that for five yeah. years. <laughs> it was quite handy both Cameron McGeehan and Omar Shomi are much shorter with the Betfair Sportsbook this week because it kind of took the took the quandary out of our hands yeah yeah interesting way of looking at it um i'm i'm going with aaron hayden he plays for Wrexham. they're playing against bradford it's our double next best i picked him at 15 to 2 last week so a uh, fair amount shorter than 10 to 1 he had a header brilliantly saved uh, a reminder that since he started playing this season having been injured to, to start the season he, he came back at the start of september no center back has had more shots than him in league two no center back has racked up a higher xg than him in league two all of his shots are set-piece shots, uh, central areas between the penalty spot and the goal. 
He's already scored one goal against Tranmere. He scored 11 in 26 last season. Uh, Bradford's set-piece defending is, is not great. They've conceded five from set-pieces this season. Only five teams have conceded more than that in League Two. And Wrexham, as discussed, have had the most set-piece shots in the league by miles. It's an avenue of attack that they that they really focus on and they get a lot from uh, because I guess they're a longer price than they were at home to Salford last week. That nudges the price out to 10 to 1. And you might think that away from home against a stronger team, there'll be fewer set-piece opportunities. But weirdly, uh, Wrexham average more corners away from home than they do at home, which I find peculiar. In fact, they average over eight corners a game away from home, which is a pretty astounding uh, volume. So uh, I won't make the pick three weeks in a row, but I have to go in again. Aaron Hayden, 10-1 to any time. I just think there's a chance that he scores a couple in the next month or two and then he'll just become like Aidan Flynn like Matty Pearson guys like that where they're just unbackable at the prices so let's try and get in front of it and celebrate an Aaron Hayden goal at 10 to 1 this weekend hopefully on our way to a winning next best uh, reminder match odds 90 this season is is the big offer from Betfair uh, these are markets with the 90 icon uh, if the team that you bet on is winning when the clock hits 90 It'll be paid out as a winner no matter what happens in added time. So if you don't want the heartbreak of a last-minute equaliser, match odds 90 could be for you. There are terms and conditions, so make sure that you read them uh, and and make the most of match odds 90. Any market with the 90 icon. George, what's your long shot? My long shot is traitorous. It is Blackpool to win to nil at 13-2 at Oxford. Um, I think Blackpool are, are a big bet anyway here. Um, for a few reasons even though Oxford's start to the season has been very very impressive and I do think that the um, I do think that you know the the form will continue to an extent that Oxford will be promotion challenges I think as I've said on the Monday pod both Oxford and Pompey are probably due, due to drop some points fairly soon and in Neil Critchley's Blackpool they face a side who are looking like they are starting to turn the screw in terms of getting in terms of Neil Critchley getting what he wants out of this group of players. They beat Stevenage 3-0 last time to come here with loads of confidence. Oxford last time out put in one of their poorest plays of the season when beating Bristol Rovers 2-1, especially in the first half where, you know, not only should they not have been 1-0 up, but they, they were probably fortunate to not go in behind, I would say. Um, and to add to that, Liam Manning has come out in the press this week or on, on Thursday and said that there are players with knocks and there's a sickness bug going around. If it's the same thing that I've got, then I can absolutely guarantee you no one's going to be playing who, who's uh, recovering from that. So you know, we don't know the extent of this. We don't know you know, how many players, which players it is, um, but I, or, or you know, which players are, could be missing out. But you know, even if um, there wasn't this extra layer to it, I'd still be thinking that you know, Blackpool looked like a fair price to win this one. Um, so... Yeah, and also when you look at Oxford's expected goals numbers this season, the, the level of finishing has been probably unsustainable with uh, Billy Bowden um, in particular recently basically scoring with every shot. So, yeah, I mean, it's not an overreaction. I, I still think Oxford could be very are going to be very good and I wouldn't be a massive surprise if they did beat Blackpool tomorrow, but 13-2 to two about Blackpool doing what they did last time they came to the Kassam. Well, under Neil Critchley, they beat Carl Robinson's side 3-0 in the playoff semi-final seems a huge price to me that they could uh, they could go home with three points and not concede a goal. Okay, BTTS sixfold to finish us off. Uh, it's at 25.7 with the Betfair Sportsbook, so just a touch, uh, or three touches under 25 to 1. Uh, my three are one in the championship, Blackburn against Cardiff. Uh, Blackburn, that's my justification, Blackburn. Uh, they have... 
in the last chunk of games racked up an absurd amount of, of expected goals and given up an absurd amount of expected goals. I'm sure Thomason has been working a little on the defensive side over the international break, but um, I, I like Cardiff's options. I particularly think away from home on the counter-attack, they've proven themselves to be uh, much more dangerous than they were in previous seasons. Uh, games against Ipswich and Leeds uh, in particular spring to mind uh, where they scored a couple of goals. I think they can do that here, but Blackburn very strong going forward. Uh, and then one in League One is Peterborough against Wickham. Uh, I, th- I would back Peterborough to score in, in most home games, uh, basically f- for the f- for the rest of eternity. Um, but I like Wickham to score against them as well, because I think um, in the last few weeks in particular, a lot of their attacking play uh, from open play has really, really improved. Um, a couple of the youngsters like Potts and Taylor look um, very, very sharp. And I think they've injected a bit of open play quality that, that Wickham have needed. Uh, and it's given them a new dimension. So Peterborough Wickham is my second. Uh, and my third is Mansfield and Forest Green. This one's out at, at 1.9, um, biggest price of the six. Uh, clearly, that's because uh, Forest Green are second bottom. Uh, Mansfield are near the top and have posted incredibly strong numbers. They're unbeaten this season. Uh, I wanted to find a way to, to support Forest Green here. I think there's a chance they could back up last week's win against Colchester with another decent display. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I think they're going to win uh, at uh, at Mansfield because that's a big ask. But I definitely think, particularly with the attacking players that they have, the addition of Callum Morton adds a really important dimension to their attack as he can stretch defences, while Deeney uh, and others kind of occupy the defenders themselves uh, physically. And, uh, and I think that they can score against Mansfield. So BTTS at 1.9 because I'm absolutely sure that Mansfield will score against them. Uh, those are my three. George, what about you? My three are Gilliam Knox County for reasons I've already discussed. <clears throat> Middlesbrough Birmingham, where kind of similar to the Gilliam thing, you've got a Birmingham manager and Wayne Rooney managing for the first time, <clears throat> who we've been told is going to instead a no fear um, mentality in at um, Birmingham, which suggests that we might see that elusive handbrake being led off. Borough always good for BTTS, as we know, very good going forward when they're at their best, but basically never defensively solid. So, And Birmingham had a decent start to the season and have good attacking options themselves, so it seems like a good fit for a BTTS. And Swansea against Leicester. Um, Leicester basically scoring every game with their attacking talent. You'd be, you know, there's, there's no surprise there, but in Mike Duff and Swansea, you've got the side who are scoring plenty of goals at the moment. Um, you have in-form players in the likes of Jamal Lowe and, and Jerry Yates. Um, and at home, you know, I fancy them, especially given that Leicester you know, haven't been the most offensively solid. And, and I think it fairly soon will start to concede more goals, even if their attacking players improving. So, um, yeah, they're my my three. Um, Gilliam Lutz County, Borough Birmingham and Swansea Leicester. Lovely. That makes the sixfold. Uh, three in the champ. Blackburn, Cardiff, Borough, Birmingham, Swansea, Leicester. Uh, one in League One, Peterborough and Wickham. And in League Two, Jills, Notts County and Mansfield, Forest Green. That spits out 25.7 on the Betfair Sportsbook. George, if you wouldn't mind very briefly recapping your selections and then you can get the Calpole in. <laughs> Over two and a half in BTTS. Uh, Gillingham against Notts County at five to six is my nap. Wrexham is my next best at five to four. Dan Crowdy anytime sixteen to five. Blackpool to nil thirteen to two at Oxford. A true Bert Troutman display from George this morning, getting through this podcast with the pod equivalent of a broken neck in the FA Cup final. Uh, my nap, Charlton, and over one point five goals. That's eleven to ten with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Wrexham's the double NB at two point four. Uh, goal scorer Crescencio Somerville four point five seven to two for Leeds away at Norwich. My long shot is Aaron Hayden, Wrexham centre back to score. 
in that game against Bradford at 10-1 to uh, and the BTTS six-fold. Blackburn, Cardiff, Borough, Birmingham, Swansea, Leicester, Peterborough, Wickham, Swar, Gillingham, Noss County and Mansfield, Forest Green. Um, with one final apology for the late running of this service, uh, we hope that you have enjoyed listening to it and we hope that you have a, a cracking weekend. Thanks to Betfair for sponsoring this pod and go very well.